I am so blessed to be up here and nervous, but that's okay. Um, we're going to talk about we're going to we're going to talk about destiny versus assignment today. Um, uh, has anybody ever been in a conversation with some friends, or overheard, or read about when the subject of destiny comes up? Someone will chime in and say, no, I don't believe in destiny. I'm in control of my life. I make the decisions in my life. I want that freedom. I have. And it, it's, it's, you know, to be honest, for people that don't know Jesus and don't have him in, his heart, in their heart, I can see where they're coming from. But it's not that way. Um, recently, I moved to the city here. And... Uh, in the process of moving and packing and throwing things away and packing and throwing things away, I uh, found a piece of paper that I, I was given when I first became a Christian. <clears throat> it's a print of, of a group of sayings that you've, most of you have probably seen. It's I am. You can get it on the internet. You can get it anywhere. And when I was first saved and gave my life to the Lord, I hadn't read the Bible. I was new to all this, and this gave me identity in Jesus. It grounded me, and it made me strong. And it really, this little piece of paper is very sentimental to me. So when I found it, I stopped and sat, sat down and read it. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read them all to you. And um, I hope that you hear who you are in Jesus. But I hope you hear something that I heard. I love when you can read um, scriptures 20 million times and all of a sudden you read it another time the Holy Spirit brings something else out in it I th th I got, just got goose pimples I love that it just it, it and this is what happened to me here I read it I heard who I was but I heard something else the word freedom came out and it was very evident so I'm gonna read these to you and see what um, see how you receive it I am a child of God first of all Every song that they put up here today was basically in here. So it's, it, it's what a blessing the worship was. I am a child of God. I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I am forgiven. I am justified. I am sanctified. I am a new creature. I am a partaker of his divine nature. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am delivered from the powers of darkness. I am led by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. I am a son and daughter of God. I am kept in safety wherever I go. I am getting all my needs met by Jesus. I am casting all my cares on Jesus. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am doing all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. I am an heir to the blessings of Abraham. I am observing and doing the Lord's commandments. I am blessed coming in and going out. I am an inheritor of eternal life. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. I am healed by his stripes. I am exercising my authority over the enemy. I am above only and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror. I'm establishing God's word here on earth. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I am daily overcoming the devil. I am not moved by what I see. I am walking by faith and not by sight. I am casting down vain imaginations. I am bringing every thought into captivity. I am being transformed by a renewed mind. I am a labor together with God. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I am an imitator of Jesus. I am the light of the world. 
Amen, sermon's over. <laughs> that, to me, just, when I was young in, in the Lord, it, it just strengthened me. It gave me power just to move, go to the next day and keep reading and to keep believing. But now I hear freedom. We're talking about destiny. In a lot of people's minds, destiny is very confining. But as a, in a Christian's life, destiny is freeing. Because our destiny is one thing and one thing only. It's heaven. It's heaven. John 3, 16, for God so gave, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the gospel of salvation, eternal life. It's our destiny. It's our gift from God. We have it. It's freeing. I'm not afraid of dying anymore. I'm not afraid of anything that anybody can throw at me because in one breath I'll be with Jesus. It's freedom. There is freedom in that. There's freedom in our destiny. The gospel of salvation is all about our destiny. And the beauty of the gospel of salvation is that every structured church in the Christian world talks about the gospel of salvation. It's there. We hear it. We know it. You see altar calls. You see people standing and raising their hand. They've received Jesus. That's beautiful. That's exactly it. But there is a problem with it. In so many churches, they stop there. It stops there. But that's not how Jesus' life went. He came. He grew. He ministered. He brought disciples into the knowledge of who he was. And he also died for me, for you. He took our sins upon him and he took all the punishment that we deserved on himself. He was our perfect lamb, but it doesn't stop there. And you know, um, <laughs> I have to tell you that I was a comfortable Christian. I was a Christian that gave his self to the Lord. I was born again. I am born again, excuse me, I still am. I'm born again. I went to church every Sunday. I went to church on every Wednesday. I went home and I prayed and I read the Bible. I was good and it kept going and I kept doing that. I offered my God-given talents to the church and they used them when they needed them. I was happy. I was really happy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Till I got here. Till I got to, go to I will not let it go to sleep. Um, so, I, um, till I came to Border City Church, and I heard something that I heard every week, all the time when I read. I heard it all the time, but I didn't comprehend it. Paul has talked about it a lot. Mendes talked, uh, talked about it. Matthew 28, 19. See if I can bring it up. It was Jesus. He died. He rose again. He showed himself to Mary and to his 11 disciples. And so many churches stopped there, like I said. But he gave us an assignment. We've been called. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. I'm going to stop there.
go. Okay, go. We've been called. When I first said the word called in my mind a couple days ago, I always th I thought of, well, he or she been, has been called to be a pastor. He or she's been called to be an evangelist. He or she's been called to be a missionary. And I said, that's not me. I don't feel I've been called to do that. But that doesn't mean we can't be called. We're still called. We all have a nucleus around us. We all have a world around us that basically don't overlap with each other. I have friends and people that, neighbors that, and coworkers that I'm, I'm touching by the way I act, the ba by the way they see me. We're called, I'm called to go and make disciples. Paul, I'm, I'm gonna uh, pull something up. I'm not on Facebook, so I, Minda's so nice to give me <laughs> information um, individually. If you've been on Facebook and you've been watching some of the things that are happening with them in South Africa, there's a picture of Paul uh, talking, and above it there's a quote that he said, and it says, everywhere we go there are people in the, that the Holy Spirit is already working on. All we need to do is open up our mouths and say something. Think about it. We have people, we have neighbors, we, have, we, have, we may have a cranky neighbor next door that just rubs us the wrong way, or we rub him the wrong way, whatever. You know what? Take a breath and go over and stand by the fence and talk to him. Open up. Open up and share what's happening in your life. You don't have to preach the gospel to him immediately. Open him up and let him see, find out if he is one of those that the Holy Spirit's been working on. He'll ask questions. He'll, he'll become a friend. You don't know. And one of my downfalls is that when I think things like that, I think of, hey, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen really fast. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. It may take three years for that gentleman to open up, be consistent, continue. Um, uh, we've been called to go. To have that happen to us means that we've received the gospel of salvation. We have Jesus in our hearts. We have the Holy Spirit in us. It's, it's a part of us. And, and we, the thing that just overwhelms me every day is that he's not going to give us things that we can't do. He won't do that. He will only give us things that he knows that we are capable of doing. Um, uh, he's handed us the blueprint with, with the, the, the word that, he, that we have. We are so blessed to have the Bible as direction and as comfort and as correction. Um, I just went through and, and just wrote some stuff down as a blueprint of how to go and make disciples. I'm just going to read them out. You're going you're gonna to know every one of these. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. If we hunger and thirst after righteousness, it's going to show because we can't contain it. Comfort those who mourn. Be peacemakers. Be merciful. Be pure in heart. Don't for fear persecution. Be the salt of the earth. Be the light of the world. Let it shine before others. Put God first. Don't have idols. Don't misuse God's name. Keep the Sabbath holy. Honor your parents. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal, lie, or envy. Sounds familiar, huh? Yeah. But think about it. Those things, the things that I just read, and there's so much more, 
if we're doing those, we're going to stick out like a sore thumb in this world. They don't, the people that don't know Jesus don't follow these things. And you know, it doesn't mean that we have to go around with a megaphone preaching hell, fire, and, and damnation. That's not, we need, to sh we need to show love. That's what Jesus did. He came here and showed us what to do. And it's showing love. That's the thing that we're going to do. And make things different. And bringing the kingdom here. Our assignment is the kingdom. He's given it to us. Go. When I first heard that a long, long time ago, Anna just prayed it, the Lord's Prayer. How many times when we were little, we prayed it 60 million times. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Two years ago, that went through my head in, and in one ear and went out the other. Then when I heard Paul talking about, our Paul, talking about... Um, Matthew 28, 19, it was like a revelation went off in me. And I have to confess that the first three or four times that I was here, I left angry. I literally got up and walked out. Not at him, not at the church, but at me for missing it. I missed so much in my life because I was comfortable and I wasn't sharing the kingdom. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I was keeping it in because I was happy. I was going to heaven. I made it personal. It's not personal. We have to share it. That's what, that's what we're here for. We're here to bring others to Jesus. In contrast, I'm going to read this, in contrast to the, the gospel of salvation, which is the focus on getting people saved, the gospel of the kingdom is focused on transformation of lives, cities, and nations through the effect of God's present rule. God isn't sitting on his throne waiting for Jesus to come back before he can do anything. He hasn't left us here alone. Jesus told his 11 disciples that he was going to leave them with the Holy Spirit. They're not going to be alone. We're not alone. I'm standing up here because Jesus is standing right next to me. Because I'm a chicken. But with him, I'm not. <clears throat> Bring the reality of heaven to earth is bringing the truth that Jesus is Lord now and forever. He's now. It's what we have to do. Matthew 6, 31, 33 says, Do not be anxious then saying that what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we clothe ourselves with? For the pagans run after all these things and our Heavenly Father knows that you need them. But continually seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. He watches after us. He not only tells us to go and do something, but he tells us that I'll be with you. I'll take care of you. I will make everything right for you. Is he not a good father? Is he not a good Jesus? Amen. We don't need to wait to see God's glory, his kingdom. We have him here right now. His kingdom isn't coming something that we anticipate. It's here now. Just like Israel, expected the kingdom to be shown through, come up through, excuse me, would show up through military rule over the, from the Messiah. They saw it as being something physical and something outwardly taking over Rome that had devastated their lives. But Jesus also said when he was there, he said he revealed it as the kingdom that first touches the heart. It has to come from within. 
Um, <clears throat> Luke 17, 21 says, now when, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It's not, they're not going to say, here it is. No, there it is. For the, indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. He tells us continually that it's in us. This is a quote from some pastor called Bill Johnson. I don't know. He has some church in California called Bethel or something. I don't know. Um, and it says, and I just absolutely love this, this quote. The kingdom comes first to rule over and heal our hearts. The kingdom will not come out of us unless we are healthy in the Lord, that we're strong in the Lord. I'm going to share something. I have to say, I am overwhelmed when I hear stories or read stories about people that are emotionally drawn to Jesus and they give their life to Jesus and in, they run outside and start preaching. Or they, they take, get a, a, a plane ticket and they're in South Africa, wherever, and they're a missionary. It overwhelms me that it happened that fast because in my life it didn't. I gave my life to the Lord and I was born again, but it took 15 years for God to heal my heart. I had baggage. I had baggage that I didn't even know I had. And he was faithful, patient, and changed me and filled me with the right things that I needed to, first of all, enjoy the kingdom and then share it. He's amazing. He's patient. And everything he did, everything that he, how he changed me was by love, his perfect, his relentless love. It's amazing. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy, it's in us. The kingdom is in us. Have you ever been joyful and try to keep it in? It's almost impossible. First of all, there's going to be a smile on your face, no matter what. And you're going to physically or mentally jump up and down. You're going to act different. You're going to react different. I remember when I was first saved and people from my past, they were still friends at the time, they came up to visit me and I didn't know anything about the Bible. I, I was new, totally new. I remember them coming into my house and I sat them down on the sofa and I, I looked at them and I said, I just gave my life to Jesus and I am full of joy and peace. Didn't know those words existed. It just was me describing how I actually felt. I couldn't keep it in. That's what the Holy Spirit does. God bless you. He, he fills us with righteousness, his peace and his joy to the point of it breaking out of us. Breaking out of us means that it's the kingdom coming out of us because that is what the kingdom is. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. Um, we can't confuse our destiny with our assignment. Heaven is our destiny, while bringing the kingdom is our assignment. Matthew 12, 28 says, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Um, there are so many people in the world that believe that the gifts of the Spirit are something from the past. But I don't. This church doesn't. Um, 
if you recall, when Jesus sent the disciples out and the, the group of disciples out two by two, they came back, what, freaking out because they saw what they saw and what happened as they spoke the word of God and told them about the Messiah. Signs and wonders happened. Signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit was with them. It's amazing. Another quote from Bill Johnson. I love this. The Lord is looking for his word declared with courage so that he has to show up to confirm it. Man, he wants it. The kingdom does not have sickness, sadness, disease, rejection, whatever. He does not have that in it. And he doesn't want this world to have it in it. He wants this world, to, wants all of us to live as the kingdom of God is here. His will be done, his kingdom is here. And the only way that's going to happen is by us letting it out. Um, a long time ago, I, a pastor told me that you can grieve the Holy Spirit. And that just devastated me. We're the, it's, we're, we're told that we're the, we're the temple of God. He lives within us through the Holy Spirit. But you know what? Temple has doors. Boom. We can keep them closed or we can open them up. If we open them up, we are joyously leaving the Holy Spirit to use us for his eyes, his mouth, his ears, his hands, his feet. And we can be what he wants us to be. He's not leaving us alone. He's keeping us in line with his needs and desires. That is to increase the kingdom of heaven. Um, I have one thing I'm going to say, one more thing, and that's it. And this, set, this, this line just says it all. When the spirit is set free, the kingdom is revealed. And you know what? It's going to happen in each of our lives differently because we're all different and God deals with us individually. He knows that I'm a coward and that I am introverted. But he got me up here and I want to be up here. I want people to know how much I love Jesus and what he's done for me and what he can do for them. That's what it's all about. I'm going to free the spirit and I hope everyone here frees the spirit. We have a perfect opportunity. First of all, I'm going to talk about that, that saying it's up there. I'm going to read it. It says, we are a local community of Jesus followers, a family on a mission to see healing and rebuilding in the people of Detroit and beyond our borders. What's our mission? The mission is the kingdom. That's what we're here for. We're here to bless people with the knowledge that we have, to let the Holy Spirit work in them. That's what we're here for. We want to see people rebuilt. Jesus started his mission that way in Galilee in the temple. He read Isaiah 61, Isaiah, at the time. <clears throat> the Spirit of God is upon me to preach good news and so on. And so it's there. It's the, it's the heart of what we're supposed to be doing. At the water fountain at work, at school, going down the hallway, whatever, in the backyard across the fence. Going, for me, going down the elevator with someone in my building, it's, it's just a smile. It's a, hi, how you doing? If they look upset, are you okay? Open up conversation. The Holy Spirit will work through that. It's, that's exactly what we're here for. We're here for the kingdom. Not for the kingdom in us, but the kingdom that leaves and goes to other people. 
And we have a perfect opportunity today to do that with Love Detroit. We can fellowship with each other and have a good time. And we believe, I believe with all my heart, just like what Paul said, that the Holy Spirit is touching people now. And he's gonna bring people past us so we can say hi to them, offer them a bottle of cold water, let them know that we don't bite, but that we love people, that Jesus loves them. That's what we can do now. So let's pray. Father, just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this beautiful time with you. Thank you for being here, Lord, and showing us exactly what you want from us, and that's love. You've given us love, Lord. You have brought your kingdom into our being, and you want us to share it with others so that they, Lord, can rebuild themselves, their, their families, their communities, their cities and nations, Lord. Use us. Give us patience when patience is needed, Lord. Give us boldness when boldness is needed. Give us compassion and your heart when it's needed, Lord. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the time of, of Love Detroit, Lord. We ask that you're with us boldly. It's all to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, peeps. <laughs>